feel professional. It does feel very <laughs> professional. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Chat Shit, the podcast where we won't give our lukewarm takes about the US election. Instead, we'll talk about nice things. Uh, welcome <laughs> to your little oasis. Um, I'm Lisa. And I'm Ali. And we're going to be chatting some shit about Ali watching Twilight. For the first time. Did you watch the whole thing? Like all of them? Or um, just... Oh no, 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 just the first film. So <laughs> I don't know if I could make it through all four of them. Is there four? I feel like there's I four. I think there's five. I feel like they did there's a Harry five. Potter and split the last book in two. Oh my God. No, we watched the first one on Halloween. Now we did take a break halfway through to go for a walk, see the fireworks. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I saw the first one in a cinema but I have zero recollection of it. But um, I know at my 13th birthday party, right? This is traumatic. Um, at my 13th birthday party, we were watching two films in the house and I had like, I don't know, like 10, 12 friends over. And the people who, this was when Twilight was, you know, like in its prime, people were Team Edward, Team Jacob, whatever. So about six, seven people were upstairs in my room watching Twilight on the PlayStation 2. And then the rest of us were downstairs watching that kind of like thriller um, called When a Stranger Calls. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the next morning after my 13th birthday party, uh, I was trying to find my birthday money and I had kept it in a drawer, in a purse in my room and it was stolen. All of it was stolen. So it was someone who was watching Twilight that stole all of my 13th birthday money. Oh so I just, God. I think I have like this like... Vengeance, weird vengeance against Twilight because of that. Like, and therefore, I've just not watched it or paid that much attention to it. Objectively, as like an adult woman, what are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I was saying, was it to you? I was telling someone, or maybe it was Megan. I think it might have been Megan Clifford. I thought it was just very like normal people, except there's a vampire. Like, there's just loads of staring. There's loads of staring loads of pauses so much like lack of communication between the two characters as like this is just normal people all over again fully twilight uh, except one of them sparkles yeah yeah twilight spider monkey through the forest so that normal people could run (laughs) fully like the bit where they're that bit actually where they're in the forest and you know he's like or she's like oh i know what you are bloody blah just like reminded me of the bit normal people where they're in the school and she's like do you know, he's like, oh, when you said you liked me, does that mean that you like like me? I don't know. I just saw so. I just saw it. And it's like that's normal people. Wow. That's my hot take of the week. And uh, you appeared on another podcast. Oh yes, yeah. Look at me guesting. Um, I was on. Now this was actually recorded during the summer, a long, long time ago. Um, I am on the Glee Cap podcast this week with Connor Burke one of my best friends um so if you're into glee basically connor's podcast is he recaps glee so every episode is like he has a guest on and they watch an episode of glee they don't have you don't have to be a glee fan that was the fun part of it like i know nothing about glee but it was kind of like you know my reactions to this episode and every week it's a different person so if that's something you're into Go check it out. He's on Spotify. I'm pretty sure he's on everything, to be honest. Uh, Glee Cap Podcast. It's such a good laugh. I I love it. 
It is gas. I'm also obsessed with how he records so far in advance and then I'll send him something he said and he'll be like, oh my God, did I say that? And I'm like, ah. yeah, you said it. Like, but it's good. Yeah, it was so weird. I was listening to it today and like, you know, there's even a part in it where we mentioned the fact that this is July and we're like, oh my God, I wondered, you know, in November when this comes out, like, will COVID still be a thing? <laughs> oh, so naive. Um, well, what have doing, you been up to? Yeah, I've been watching them. Um, I've been on Nun TikTok. I love Nun TikTok. So the two TikTok trends in living rent free in my head right now are nuns having fun, <laughs> and the Remy the Rap musical. What? Oh my God, Ali, have you not heard about this? No. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Somebody made this TikTok audio that's like. A really weird squeaky voice singing about Remy the Rat. Like Ratatouille? Yes. Now, that that noise went viral. And now there's like thousands of people contributing to a fake musical about Ratatouille. No. And it has consumed this household. Like every single morning it's stuck (laughs) in my head. The Remy the Rat musical song. Like I've not seen this. I must send you some because they are bizarre. Like it's real bizarre. Like it's gotten to the stage where people are like writing verses. There's like no. um, collaborations between people doing harmonies on songs from like the point of view of the, the like the brother rat and like all this no. stuff. But even so like it's gotten to the point where we were watching the election results come in and all of a sudden Matt just goes, you know when they make the Ratatouille musical, can all the rats, when they're coming out of the sewers, come in from the audience? And instead of like being like, what the fuck, why are you mentioning this when this person's talking about like Joe Biden? We all just were like, yeah, that'd be a really good idea. And oh my just... God, you are in too deep. Yeah, I feel like insanity really has taken hold in this house this week. I've already had to convince Matt that he doesn't have Benjamin Button disease and he's not going to turn into a baby. Like, what made him think this? <laughs> he watch, so we watched clips from Benjamin Button because... the Oh, re- context, everyone. Matt is Lisa's fella. Yeah, my, <laughs> my fella. Uh, we were watching clips from... Um, well, I walked in on Matt Nifa watching clips of uh, the start of Benjamin Button where he's played by an elderly man, CGI'd, that they were joking right. was Joe Biden... <laughs> So it started on a really weird let's watch Benjamin Button buzz. Anyway, this has gone too far. We should move on to something yeah, culturally yeah. relevant. Yeah, why that is so bizarre. I don't know. Like Yeah. I so in in like summary, yes to nuns, yes to Remy the Rat musical, no to Benjamin Button. It's so weird that we're getting nun TikTok. Like I don't know how I got to nun TikTok. Like I'm so far like I'm in too deep on Harry Styles TikTok. Like the last one I watched, I was literally watching TikToks before uh, you text me to start recording. And uh, I was the last one I watched was like this girl talking about wishing, like genuinely wishing that Harry Styles would hit her with a, his car <laughs> so that she could go in his car to the hospital. <laughs> like I'm in too deep, but I do get none TikTok. Um, I seen one where someone put, there was a bunch of nuns, they're obviously at some like, nun convention and they're all like having a dance in a park and 
you know doing the macarena and stuff but someone put the wap song in the background i i i'm very <laughs> familiar with this tiktok and it was just so funny <laughs> like it, whatever way they'd edited the audio it didn't just seem like they'd um clicked an audio and added it on top of the video they made it sound like it was what was playing on the speakers <laughs> oh my god we should put that on the instagram so everyone can experience the joy we should we will link to um this specific tiktok um speaking of social media you want to start your episode bit with a tweet that you saw you told me this i was like i don't know i i know this tweet very well it's gone around it's lovely yeah some people will probably have already seen this um but yeah, I just loved reading the responses to this tweet. So it was basically it was a tweet from this woman called Audrey Fox. And I was going to say a tweet from this woman, Audrey Fox, over on Twitter. <laughs> Fucking obviously a tweet was on Twitter. Um, and the tweet was, uh, what's the most visceral collective audience response you've ever experienced in a theatre? Now the responses to it, I think she was American. So people interpreted theatre as like a movie theatre as well as a theatre theatre. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was something we could mention on the podcast um, because that's the thing I miss now that we're like in lockdown. Like, you know, like when you're actually in watching something, anything, and there's other people around you and like reacting to things. It's just not the same when you're like sitting in your room watching Netflix for the eighth hour that day. Um, so I had, yeah, I had to think, it didn't take me long to realise that my initial response to this is 100% it's the car scene from Hereditary. Anyone who's seen it will know exactly what I'm talking about. I won't spoil it in case people are going to watch it because it is on Netflix now. But there is this one scene very close to the start of the film where just this crazy thing happens. And I remember sitting in the bath of the cinema in Newbridge with Rachel Thorne and Paulina. And we were just like so shook. Like, so shook. And the whole cinema was like, oh! like, what? Like, no one could believe it happens. Uh, and then, like, I was thinking of other things. Like, the main show I think I reacted to was, do you remember when Game of Thrones was on and it was actually good? And you'd stay up till two to watch it. Well, I did anyway. I used to stay up till, like, two o'clock and watch it on Sky. Um, but I remember watching Battle of the Bastards live at, like, 2 a.m. on my own in my sitting room. But, like you know very like verbally cheering on Jon Snow <laughs> like I was like yes go on Jon <laughs> and then like when Rickon's like running across the field I was like fucking run fucking zigzag you little twat honestly I think I lost years off my life screaming at him to not run in a straight line <laughs> yeah what an idiot I'm still angry like oh like I get it like you know they have to do that but come on, like direct, direct the show, like make him zigzag because everyone's going to, everyone's going to make memes saying he should have zigzagged. Um, and I don't know, like, I feel like the Starks, they're not that thick, you know, he should have zigzagged. Oh, I'll just shut up because I'm just going to get angry about it. I'm making myself angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, some of the other responses to it were, were pretty good. Like one of the really popular ones was, have you seen the film Get Out? Yeah. Yeah, do you know at the end of it when he he gets out? <laughs> I'm spoiler alert, Ali. Spoiler. I feel like everyone's seen Get Out, so sorry if you haven't. But uh, when when you see the police lights, the lights of the squad car, 
and you're like oh no yeah like the white people (laughs) but it's fine and it's his friend but you're just like you're you're like oh shit like here I felt like you can you start sweating when you're in these situations I'm like I should not have worn so many layers feckin cinema I am in a messy heap yeah that shook me the first time I watched it I was like oh my god he's after getting through all of this and it's gonna be the fucking cops like of course like America oh (laughs) so like I was so shook by that then I was thinking about like theatre ones as well and I was chatting with a bunch of people on Twitter like did you see you asking for it in the Abbey I did yeah I just bawled for most of it and I feel like the whole audience was sobbing yeah fair enough in like the second half everyone's just like crying and then like at the end I don't know I went the first night and it was just like silent at the end like the audience was silent I, I don't know that doesn't happen all the time so that was like one of my big theatre ones what about you? Um, I have been to see um, Michael Keegan Dolan Chuck Douse's version of Swan Lake more than once and every time the end like makes me ball like it's so gorgeous and they basically release loads of feathers onto the stage and then like like use different things around the stage to like fan them into the audience in this really beautiful dancey way and there's something about it that just makes me like curl inside myself and this beautiful music and it's just like you're just sitting there and there's feathers landing on you yeah oh it's just you can't even explain it like you had to be there Yeah, also Michael Keegan Dolan's other show. He just knows how to end a show, doesn't he? Like, stunning. I've seen Mom. It was in the O'Reilly Theatre last year, was it? 2019? Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah. And at the end, there's like, throughout the show, there's these like curtain drops revealing like different layers to the stage. And at the end, there's one and there's just this giant fan. Um, And at the very end, yeah, the fan like turns on. And there's like this little girl and there's like this insane light. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, you can feel the fan the whole way up the audience. Like we were at the back and you can feel the fan the whole way up the top of the audience. Like it was just stunning. And everyone, you just look around and everyone's like, oh my God, wow. Yeah, I had this like mad experience. I went to see Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812 when I was over in America and I rushed it during Tony's week and they were nominated for the most amount of Tony's that year and like it was just like the whole place was like I feel like vibrating is a cliche but it actually <laughs> felt like I came out of that and it was like I had slept like I had gotten up so early to get the tickets in a rush thing and then it felt like I had slept and I had been nourished like Josh Groban dressed as an old man singing to me and I was just like this one like these people's human voices make me want to cry <laughs> yeah, yeah they're probably gonna like double make us want to cry when we finally like get to go actually Back. see a show again yeah in person <laughs> been said we've been doing bits we've been doing bits there's a magazine that me and Lisa are obsessed with out now around Dublin uh it's called totally Dublin uh Lisa is a bit like you're on a roll at picking the stuff out of totally Dublin like anytime I talk to Lisa now she has a recommendation it's like oh did you see it in totally Dublin I'm like yeah 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 you say that like totally Dublin isn't out every single month of the year all the time but this, like this November issue is like really like blown it out of the water for me 
mostly because of Denise Shyla. She's their cover star this month. Um, she was written about by Zara Hederman and the photos are by Roshi Murphy O'Sullivan and they are like stunning, stunning. pictures. She is like... I have never wanted to go for like a pint with someone more than Denise Chyla <laughs> this week. Like, She's just so cool. <laughs> so in the like article, she talks about her career and like the future of Irish rap. Um, she talks really like eloquently about using her anxiety as part of her performance. Um, mm. But she's just such a positive person and she's so cool. Oh, like if this was pre pandemic i would like publicly use this platform to ask her to like sit in a smoking area and talk absolute crap with me for denise, seven hours if you're listening this is lisa proposing yeah. you go hang out with her please i volunteer <laughs> her album's um, a banger as well the first song so on it is all about pronouncing her name properly and it's just savage it's such a good way to open up an album i thought yeah uh that's a new album as well it's only out this year it's called go bravely and it's on like all the things and it's so good i've been listening to it like when i brush my teeth they're just the right like length of time to have a little boogie while you brush your teeth yeah. like, things are the best way to chill out i love it we're I'm i love the song is it called re raw yeah yeah i love that one oh, that got added so to the playlist during the week so it did ooh, ooh. Ew, ew. <laughs> um, the uh, Irish talent section is now uh, going to leave Denise Shyla and go to uh, our Gwale Gore of the hour. Oh yes. <laughs> so Ali, Ali, surprise. <laughs> Ali was like, um, "Oh, I, I think I want to talk about uh, learning Irish and Hector's Mad Telly Show," and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, so I basically got this mad buzz that I want to actually be able to speak Irish recently. Because, um, like, why not? We have so much time on our hands. And why can't we all speak Irish? Like, I wish I could speak Irish so much. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm like, one, my ma mentioned one day, she's like, oh, yeah, we were, we were trying to put you into the Irish school when you were little and we just didn't. And I was like, thanks, ma. Would, I would have been really smart. Um, but, yeah, I found Irish really, really hard in school. Um, like I dropped to ordinary level in Leaving Cert oh. because everyone in my class was pretty much like fucking fluent uh, and we couldn't afford the Gale talks and I feel like everyone who went to the Gale talk like came back and actually understood how to form a sentence yeah either so, that or they got the shift and they became cool yeah they became cool and they were fluent so it was like fuck you uh, <laughs> but you know like I, I can speak a little bit and I can understand when it's written down but when an actual fluent person starts talking I'm like I haven't a breeze what they are saying because they just talk so fast and like there's there's slang and there's like random bits of English thrown in here and there and you're just trying to keep up most of the time and like I don't know Duolingo is fine if you're a beginner but you're not going to introduce yourself by saying oh ihm on ula do you know yeah. <laughs> that's just not how it works language uh, you're not going to like like what you learn in school i'm not gonna introduce myself by reciting you know and envy me and Alta. that's just not how speaking to people works in a normal conversation so i thought right i'm gonna go onto the tg4 no, tg car player 
<laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna Probably watch just call that TG4. Oh my god, take that fucking I know, passport I'm a off. Sinner. It. I'm so colonized. Like, uh, but yeah, I went on the player and I had a little browse and I found a show called what was it even called? Bleen and Inishmore. And yeah, it's basically about all these people who are in a coney, Aaron Elon off the west coast of ireland and yeah it's just about like life on an island and how people live and how they make a living there like there's a fella who lived in america and he's moved back and now he grows tomatoes then there's another guy who just goes fishing for a few days a week and uh i don't know like it's just it's just really wholesome to watch and you know like it's not it's not like incredibly difficult language like you're watching you are understanding bits of it and like along with learning Irish if there's like a tiny bit of you that's like wasn't to just leave like it makes you want to pull a mamma mia except like instead <laughs> of having three fellas in Greece you've just three cattle off the west coast of Ireland I would but, happily sign up for that version of mamma mia to be made yeah like, like so I would sign up in the morning off I go to the islands like could so, I yeah, make a proposal actually instead of Abba yeah. songs it's all Daniel O'Donnell Oh my God, please, our King, Daniel O'Donnell, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> Me and Lisa had a calendar of Daniel O'Donnell when we were in second year. Remember I, the have, I still have the picture of, of Daniel O'Donnell on my wall that you sent me during lockdown. What a king, D-O-D. D-O-G. Oh yes, I sent her <laughs> a picture. But yeah, the episodes of uh, Bleen in, in Inishmore, there's four of them and each one of them takes place in a different season. So yeah, it's just like, teaches you about living on the island while also teaching you a bit of Gaelga. Um, it's very calming. It's a good calming watch. Um, <laughs> but if you're on the flip side of that, uh, you're more in the mood for chaos. <laughs> Lisa's laughing because I've been updating her on me watching this. Um, it looks you- positively <laughs> terrifying in the best way possible. Like somebody it made is- the, the title card on MS Paint way. It, yeah, oh my God, that's exactly it. It's a TV show that's basically made on MS Paint. So it's Hector O'Hyukagon, who we all know was a mad cunt anyway. Uh, and the show is called Hector Amo America Yas, which I think just means, is that just like Hector out in South America? Um, yeah. Now, I only watched the first episode of this, but like, fuck me, it's wild, right? Like, I want whatever this man is on. Like, he is just so, he's just mental. Like, he's just absolutely bonkers. Um. And, like, he very much does jump between, like, English and Irish all the time cause, because he's in Spanish-speaking countries, obviously, he has to speak English sometimes. Um, so it does give you a chance, you know, if you're not keeping up with the Irish, he is jumping around a good bit. So it's good. And then, like, I don't know, I definitely found watching this on the player, like, do you know when you're in school and your teacher's like, oh, go watch some TG Cahir to help yeah. you understand better? But you never do. Like, I don't know, I definitely didn't. Um, because you know you turn it on and it's just like fucking Dahi O'Shea talking to a farmer or something and you're like oh no yeah. <laughs> whereas like on the player you, you can pick what you're watching so like I like travel shows so this is kind of ideal I suppose in a way um, but yeah I definitely I recommend it it was wild last night actually I watched he has another one where he's in Europe and I watched the Berlin episode and yeah there's a whole section of him <laughs> If you want to know what you're getting into with this show, there is a whole like two minute segment of him walking around people on the streets of Berlin asking them, where's Hitler's bunker? Like, the show is just ridiculous. Oh, Christ. 
Which, I yeah. feel like I should sit down and watch an episode now. This has made me want to watch it more rather it's than wild. less. It's wild. We'll definitely be sharing the intro to the show over on our uh, Instagram because everyone needs to see it. Whether you have the half an hour to waste to sit there and watch it, I don't care. You're watching the intro. Uh, but other, yeah, other ways to learn an Irish. Um, there's a girl I follow on Instagram. Uh, her name's Moon Tour Meg. And yeah she just posts completely normal stuff you know like everyday stories and updates that like me or you would post except Mm. she captions them in irish so she'll be like you know going out to the shops except it'll be in irish and then any sort of words or like vocab or whatever that is like kind of particularly hard she will translate and like leave it on her story and stuff so just like kind of helpful because you know like it's it's not sort of um sentences you maybe would have learned in school it's like actual useful stuff yeah so i found her really good and then also if you're more kind of a person who is into taking classes um our friend grace hi grace (laughs) (laughs) recently recommended gail ling she's doing a course with them at the minute uh so you can look them up it's gail ling g-a-e-l uh space l-i-n-n uh they're basically just like a language teaching school um, and their next set of lessons is taking place in February. So you can do a six week course or a 10 week course and there's four different levels and you can find out on their website what level you are. So you, you do, I did it now. It's a 60 question test. Um, and at the end of it, I did it and I got the bond level, which is like, I think it's like beginner's level, is it? Uh, which is suggested. Now it's not like total beginner's beginner's level. It's suggested for anyone who like, did Irish for the leave insert but hasn't really done it since um so if that's something that you're interested in definitely go on their website because I would say that that will sell out pretty fast because it is the cheapest option I have found for classes it's good to know we'll link them Far as well down in yeah the we will we'll link them on description. Instagram yeah um I've been doing some listening to oh, something that's good it's always I feel productive I feel like since um, lockdown 2.0 came into effect and I haven't been in the gym, I've actually been really bad at listening to podcasts because I don't have like a designated headspace to go to to listen to the podcast. But um, this week I got back into You're Wrong About and I'm kind Mm. of back in my addiction phase. It's a really cool sort of dynamic. So it's these two like journalist writers. So it's Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. Um. Jen, actually, friend of the podcast, recommended it to us. Hello, Jen. Um, <laughs> and basically they take something from like history or pop culture and they kind of debunk the myths around it. So like it might be something you kind of vaguely know about. Like they did one on like the OJ trial and they go into like all the minor characters who influenced the major characters okay. and kind of had a bigger role. Uh, it's just really good because one of them does all the research and the other one is just kind of the listener person. So oh gosh no like it's really good research but it's still like bantery back and forth and they ask each other questions and you don't feel like an idiot at any point because mm. one person doesn't know that much um they're not just talking at you kind of yeah exactly cool. they do like a really good mix as well of like one once off sort of episodes um the recent one that i absolutely loved that was a once off was the kitty genovese and the bystander apathy one or genovese oh, i don't know about this you know that whole thing where it was like this woman was stabbed in New York and no one called for help and it's like an old story about like 
the panic around urbanization of like major cities in America. No. But it actually goes into like the real story. So it was reported that like I think it was thirty eight people saw this woman um get attacked and none right. of them did anything about it because they're all like savage New Yorkers. But it goes into it in such good detail and I thought I kind of knew about the case, but I really did not. Like I was so shocked that there was so much that I had left to learn. Um but their current long form series that's coming to an end is one on the life of Princess Diana. I feel like I actually knew very little about her now in hindsight after listening to some of the episodes. Um, like it's kind of scary. Like the the chunky age gap between herself and Prince Charles is just What's like alarming. Gap? Thirteen years. Oh my god! I didn't know that. And like. They were married when she was like 20. Oh, so like, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. I thought they were the same age. And then or she, at least closer. she was, she was only 21 when she had William. So like she was a mother immediately. Like it was, it's just like, oh, yeah. uh. and I know that there's so much images of her, like in the paparazzi that are like style inspo for young people, wear this oversized <laughs> jumper and these pair of shorts and you too will look like Diana. But <laughs> It goes through like the extent of the media scrutiny and like basically how miserable the media made her. Mm. But in a way that doesn't make her like this really sad character who's like secondary to her own like media importance. It's really good. It's a bit tragic. It really highlights how like messed up the royal family are. It's just really well done. Um, yeah. I just really like them. It feels like I'm listening to two of my pals, which is always good. Yeah, yeah. Um. What's and it? I the the only thing that I like really know about Diana is like that picture of her in the black dress. Do you know where? What was it? She found out that Charles was cheating on her. Was it the day before? And then there's pictures of her like getting out of a car wearing this like stunning black dress, which I think is now on show maybe in Newbridge Silverware. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> what they covered in the episode that I listened to today. So they actually do a lot of um, the episodes about Diana in respect to her outfits. So like there's like maybe 10 outfits or 10 photographs of her in an mm. episode and that'll be like each part of the story. So that dress was on today. That was a dress she wore the day their divorce became public knowledge or something like, like that. Public, um, yeah. So yeah, well, it wasn't exactly that. It was that like Prince Charles had a documentary on, on, Prince Charles had a documentary on the BBC that night and she was like, well, I'll be fucked if he's getting on the front page of every newspaper and wore that to a charity event. I'm like, damn. Such a boss move. (laughs) Yeah. Go on, Diana, you big legend. Yeah. Rip. (laughs) You also (laughs) were listening to Off Menu. Yeah, so I listened to this episode like a long time ago. It's the Louis Theroux (laughs) Off Menu podcast. So for those of you who don't know Off Menu, it's such a good concept. It's... Ed Gamble and James A. Castor invite someone into their like imaginary restaurant um, and get them to describe their dream meal. So it's a good way for like getting to know random celebrities through what they want to put in their mouths. But um, Louis Theroux's one is just like, it's nothing <sighs> what you expect. Like he's bonkers. He's absolutely bonkers. Like in my head, Louis Theroux is like such like a put together man. But he really did get the um, he got the lockdown zoomies like he really did <laughs> yeah he was tapped and it was like he peak was. lockdown when they recorded it because they had to record it in isolation yeah 
Yeah, no, he was a nutter. I was listening to it today, actually, and yesterday. I finished it today. The new episode, well, I think they recorded it a while ago, but they've they've uploaded it now because I think it was done live with David O'Doherty. It's a good. Our absolute favourite, David O'Doherty. Have you not listened to this one yet? No, I haven't. Oh, it is so good. It is so good. His menu is unreal. His menu is something I would order, actually, the whole lot of it. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, rec- I think it's the most recent one. Um, definitely recommend listening to that. We won't oh, spoil it for you it. because it's it's just it's so funny. Like, we won't I was spoil it for you because Lisa hasn't even listened to it yet. Yeah, I won't spoil it. It's so good. Like do you know when you're listening to a podcast and you're walking down the road and you actually start laughing to yourself and then you spot someone look at you laughing and you're like, oh my god, I look mental right now. Like, yeah, been there. It's worse when you're like, I listen to comedy podcasts in the gym. So like, I'm just like using some piece of gym equipment and I burst out laughing. And like, I just assume that everyone in the gym They're is like, listening to filthy techno in their to? headsets. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> whoops, at least I can't embarrass myself for another couple of weeks. <laughs> and I. <laughs> um, we've also been watching the boys in our house um, on Amazon. I haven't uh, started it yet. I used up my Amazon free trial trying to watch the Jonas Brothers documentary. <laughs> That's the most alley wheeling thing I've ever heard in my life. And then I forgot to cancel it. Well, no, I didn't forget to cancel it. I, I, I cancelled it on my UK Amazon, but didn't realise that there is Amazon.com and Amazon.uk. And then I was checking my bank uh, statements one month and I was like, what is this weird charge coming from Amazon every month? So I messaged them. And I was like, here, user charge me for Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. Uh, this was like Amazon UK. And they were like, oh, weird. They were like, no, you don't have Amazon Prime. They were like, have you checked your, your Amazon US account or whatever? I was like, no, I don't have that. I did have that. I don't know how I had that, but I did. So I had to contact them and be like, here, um, I thought I had I thought I'd signed out of this shite. Um, and to be fair to them, they actually refunded me for like seven months of amazon prime because they could see that i hadn't been using it they knew that i didn't know that i had it <laughs> oh God. but yeah thanks jonas brothers for that uh, stress <laughs> well <laughs> these boys are not quite like the jonas brothers <laughs> oh, i'm not watching them um i can't <laughs> believe i'm so late to the party it's actually very bingeable so it's two seasons which is like i'm like how the hell did this slip under my radar eight episodes per season and they're like less than an hour but they absolutely fly like we were getting through like four a night not a bother on us um it's kind of like if amazon took umbrella academy and then just like decided to make it darker and grittier and like put in more references to marvel films um so it's an adaption of a comic. What a weird match. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the kind of vibe. Like, it's kind of like weird, dark um, fantasy, I suppose. But it's like told okay. through the lens of like heroes. Um, I would say it's like the ideal per- thing to watch if you're going through a bit of a, a like Avengers withdrawal. Like if you are like, oh, I'd love another Marvel movie to come out. This is exactly the kind of stuff you should be watching because... It's kind of a similar vibe, but a bit darker. And it actually raises a lot of ethical questions. It's more of a, like, thinker than okay. your average sort of Marvel piece of cinema. Um, it, the whole concept is basically, like, this corporation 
like owns the superheroes and like they all sign up and they like all Tony want to Stark. be kind of that vibe yeah and they all want to be part of the seven which is basically this world's version of the avengers it's like the most popular the biggest stars and this isn't really a spoiler but in the very first episode this character um who has like super speed kills a girl by running into her it's well, that, all that's a bit a spoiler mad. you've just spoiled it <laughs> You've done it. So it Can't basically believe you've done this. It follows her boyfriend who's seeking to get revenge on the superheroes for right. like not having any ethics and his like gang of the lads. Now it boys. Yeah. There's like really whopper performances in, in it. My god, English speak. Like <laughs> the there's like the main bad guy who is like the hero is okay. um played by anthony Starr, who's like kind of one of those actors who has flown under the radar for so long but my god he is so good at playing a horrible person that you're I like wow i love it um now it really is not without its faults it uh, like the feminism in it is awful some of the female <laughs> characters are not good but like i mean sometimes that happens in shows it's good to slag it off and be aware that like you're going into it and you're like oh this is a bit tropey but like it is full of twists and it is like it will keep you going through this mad time um be warned though it's quite gory don't watch it if you can't handle seeing someone's insides become their outsides (laughs) (laughs) vile I love how we, me and Lisa have decided to make a segment, right, called Feed Food. And I love how she decides to tell us about someone's insides becoming their outsides right before we go into Feed Food. <laughs> Do you want to explain to them what Feed Food is going to be? So Feed Food is a thing that we've decided to make like, um, it's going to be a weekly segment where, I don't know about you, but I definitely get bored of my instagram feed and i just i just don't want to go on it sometimes because i'm just like oh it, i need some stuff to freshen it up stuff to to make it more spicy so we're gonna pick something each week each that we think may spice up your feed a little bit a bit of feed food if you will um yum, so yum, lisa's yum. picked a bit of a, lisa's picked a bit of a wild card here <laughs> i don't think it's a wild card it's getting so popular so it i've been following popular. this yeah i've been following this for a couple of weeks i feel like i'm a bit of an og stan of um <laughs> the account siblings are dating it's iconic so they take they take submissions to this instagram page of um photos of two people together and they put them up on their story and you can vote as to whether or not you think these people are siblings or dating and it is causing carnage um they've blown up like they've been featured in like newspapers all over the world and stuff i'm like what i'm so Um, glad someone's done this though because i think most couples look similar oh yeah like fully a big jump into me going blonde is that i don't want to look like my boyfriend <laughs> do you know yeah the I ultimate like, one wow. is billy eilish's brother's girlfriend oh, being the image of billy eilish boo like <laughs> it's just freaky but this is just like this 
account is just such a good way of keeping you entertained with a constant stream of being wrong. <laughs> like, being wrong. I, I love I, being it, humbled. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I've lost my competitive edge because I'm getting like everything wrong. Um, but it's fun. You should try it's it. It's fun. Yeah. My uh, feed food is, is very different to Lisa's feed food. <laughs> I don't think there's anything very similar to that, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's very, very in its own league. <laughs> uh, my feed food this week is an account that my friend Megan Clifford recommended to me. Uh, and it's called Cheap Nordic Houses. So if you haven't copped it already, fair play to you. But uh, <laughs> I just desperately want to be Scandinavian. Like, they're just the upgraded version of us. Do you not think? Like, they're they're good crack. They can handle their drink. They're hilarious as well. But they're actually good looking. Like, <laughs> they're far better looking than us. Like, they're, yeah, they're like the 2.0 version of Irish people. So... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing up there that we're not, but I reckon it's something to do with their lovely gaffs. Uh, so yeah, this the Instagram water. account. There's something just, in the water. There, there's something in the water up there, right? Uh, all those melting ice caps, huh? Um, but yeah, <laughs> tragic. It's, uh, it's called At Cheap Nordic Houses. It's on Instagram. And yeah, they just, they post photos of houses that are up for sale in all the Scandi countries. And they're like, they're dirt cheap compared to Ireland. Like there's wooden mansions on sale on this page for like, and I'm not even messing, like they're 11,000 quid. Like you can buy a mansion for 11,000 quid. And like, if you, they're the type of houses, like if you're trying to imagine what we're talking about here, if you've watched Sex Education, it's basically Otis's house, but it's in like the back house of Sweden. Oh God, uh, I so, kind of love yeah, that. Yeah, like they're, they're beautiful. Like if you go on the page, they're not like little, now some of them are little dodgy looking sheds. Um, but then, yeah, some of them are, like, proper spooky-looking mansions in, like, northern Norway. Like, the absolute dream. Like, if you're someone, like, as you can probably tell, if you're someone like me who wants to, like, run away and grow vegetables and have, like, animals in the countryside of Norway. <laughs> and wear fleeces <laughs> all the time. Or Iceland or whatever. That's, like, my dream anyway. Um, but, yeah, if you're someone who wants to do that, this is total feed food. Now, I don't follow it because I actually want to purchase a home in the back house of Sweden. I'm just a millennial Irish gal working in the arts. We'll probably never be able to afford a home. So, yeah, I just like looking at these ones instead. Um, but, yeah, they're like they're big, like midsummer vibes. Like you can see the gardens of these houses. and It's just like fields and fields for days and like big fjords and beautiful lakes and stuff. And like, oh, I could scroll on a phrase. It's like they've, they've turned, they're not a new account. They've tons of posts up. Um, so yeah, I would definitely go follow. Also, they have such like a weird follow. And when I clicked on the other day, just to get like, you know, the, the definite at just for share my tea, I clicked on. It was like the people who follow this account are like me, Megan, my dad and Jamie Dornan. <laughs> So, Jamie Dornan might be your neighbour if you were to buy one of these houses. <laughs> um, oh, God. Imagine if your neighbour was really good at playing a murderer. Like, I really wonder how But sane... then also fake solving Rubik's Cubes over on Instagram. Yeah. There's one. There's another feed food for you. 
I was not sold on the whole Jamie Dornan thing on, until quite recently. And it was mainly because of his Instagram account. This man is pure chaos on Instagram. If you haven't looked, go on his page and click into any video you can find. Yeah, I would highly recommend the Rubik's Cube one. That's the one you sent me. <laughs> the Rubik's Cube one is just iconic. <laughs> we'll have to share that. We will share the Rubik's Cube Jamie Dornan video on our page. Everyone needs to see it. I changed my life. Oh, Christ. So... <laughs> <laughs> not only have been have we been watching Jamie Dornan's videos on Instagram together this week, we watched two films together apart this week. <laughs> so <laughs> we just both watched them in our own house. So we had we can both talk about them together on this. Um, which one do you want to start with? Well, leading on from uh, the Nordic houses. Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Continuing on with my obsession with anything to do with any country up above us. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with Oliver Arnold's. We mentioned him last week. We'll probably mention him next week. Um, but yeah, he has this film called Island Songs. And it's basically like a short film. I think it's like an hour long, is it? Uh, just over, just, I think. Yeah, in and around the hour mark. Uh, and he just travels around Iceland to different towns and makes music with locals. And it is just like stunning. Like, stunning. It's so soothing. Um, Like, it's a really good way to watch Iceland be portrayed by people from the, like those areas. It doesn't feel like a touristy film. It feels like it's specifically made for the people of Iceland, which is kind of nice. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not made to be, like, come to Iceland. It's very much like, here's actual people from the place, and here's the stuff that they do, and the towns they live in, and the bad things that happen here too like there's a whole section about like a town that like people all moved out of it because of an avalanche like and the music is so stunning there's also an album that goes along with it um of all the tunes made in it and it is stunning the, yeah. the layout of it is kind of like um interviews with the person they're collaborating with and kind of the community and then they play the piece of music that they composed and then it's like the next town. So it's very like, it's makes it for really easy watching. I was like, I was watching it and I was like, I really don't need to do any yoga today because this is the visual equivalent of yoga. It's that yeah. soothing. It's so soothing. It feels like you're on a road trip. Like it's yeah. so beautiful to watch. Also, All For Arnold's has an album coming out this week. It actually, the day this podcast comes out, his album comes out. It's called Some Kind of Peace. So... Yeah, go listen to that as well. I can't wait. I'm living for Friday, to be honest. I'm not even going to listen to this podcast back. I'm going to be listening to Oliver. Good luck. So it's available on YouTube. Um, we'll yeah, put a it's link. been out for years. We'll, we'll put a link. It's just it's, it's for free now. You can watch it for free on YouTube. That's why we're mentioning it. Yeah, we the love only, free things. Like, the only bad thing about free on YouTube means so many ads. Yeah, I'm sure I people have, that other people, people who aren't us have probably cracked a way around that, to be honest. People smarter <laughs> than us There's definitely some this. sort of ad block that most other people have that we just don't. But it is really good. You should watch it. YouTube ads or no YouTube ads. It's very soothing. It'd be the perfect thing for a bit of a sick day. Yeah, and honestly, after this, like, I don't know, people are tuning into that election shite this week. Like, I don't know, it's... As of now, as we're recording this, there's still no result, but it's very stressful. It's very close. 
So depending on the week we're going to have, it might be a nice watch to zone out. Um, zoning back in, our other recommendation is actually Calm With Horses, which is an Irish film. It was um, directed by um, Nick Rowland and it's actually based on a book by Mayo man Colin Barrett. And it's I actually the furthest so thing from Cam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this film came out in cinemas, I think it was like exactly the week the pandemic kicked off. And I really wanted to see it. And then obviously everywhere shut down. So um, I was really happy when Netflix picked it up because like, mm. yeah, down with the corporate overlords and support your local cinemas and all that. But damn, I needed this. It it yeah. made me feel like I was back in the cinema. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, like I was watching it and like the whole basically anyone who doesn't know anything about the film, it's about kind of like a gang, except or like a drugs gang, except it's not set in a city. Which I don't know for Irish stuff, that's quite unusual. I feel like everything that I watch on TV that is Irish is about drug gangs, but they're always in a city, so it's quite weird to see it like set rural in like a rural place like i think it's a made-up town isn't it but it's it's meant to be made yeah um and yeah i just thought it was so like bizarre to see it set in the west like they've still got like this whole like gritty drug gang kind of style except you're like in the back arse of nowhere um yeah and like i thought that really worked because there's there's a plot twist in the film and uh yeah it just kind of there's there's less hiding out that can be done when you're in a town and everyone knows everyone and everyone knows where everyone is at all times. Um, so I thought they made really good use of that sort of setting. Yeah. Like, it made me insanely homesick. I wanted to be in some random fella's car speeding along a back road and hearing people call each other scan, like, more than anything. <laughs> like, between this and watching the Mayo match of the weekend, I was extremely homesick. But Aww. you should have seen my face when um, Barry Keoghan's character... Um, someone calls his phone and he doesn't answer and in his voicemail he used the word scan and I literally was like <gasps> what does that mean? I've never heard that it's such a like male thing that men say like young lads would like approach someone and be like scratch scan and like scan. it just means like human male like you wouldn't call a woman a scan I've never heard that in my life yeah scan. it's such a specific that male thing so male yeah, I was like, I literally, like, my jaw dropped when I heard that word. I was like, I haven't heard that word in so long. Like, this is so good. Um, but, yeah, it, it really was just, like, it was a great film. to. It like, had a really good pace. It was, like, really slow mm. and measured, but it, you never lost any tension. So it really did yeah, feel like you were back in the cinema. I was glued to it. I was glued to it. And I don't know, I thought it was going to be one of those films that's, like, you know, quite slow and maybe loses you then halfway through. Mm. Um. But no, there's like, do you know like one of those films where there's actually just so much on the line for the character? Yeah. Like there's just so much and you're like, oh fuck. It's class. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's been like in the Irish Netflix top numbers, which is a really good sign. But um, I definitely say just watch it. Is good. Lisa has a Lisa has a cheeky beer recommendation to go along with it. Yeah, so we were talking about, like, we want to keep this positive vibe going at the end of the podcast where we say something we're looking forward to. And um, I'm looking forward to something so specific. Um, I want to have, a ca- like, a, a cheeky Mexican. Um, cheeky now, Mexican, Mexican 
is a beer it's brewed just outside Westport and like the story behind the brewery is kind of iconic it should be made into like a film or something so a local vet decided he was going to like make some beer and him and another vet both ended up leaving their veterinary practice to become full-time brewers and they brew out of a shed in Mayo oh my god I love that yeah they have like really really good beers I would definitely recommend checking them out they are available they've gotten a lot more popular so they're actually available in like lots of locally off licenses we found Um, them in Ranala Yes, uh, we found a couple in Ranla. I found a couple around the city centre. I think they have a full list of their stockists on um, their website. But, oh. That's it's... absolute goals. Maybe when I buy my cheap Nordic house, I can start brewing beer a in my cheap Nordic brewery. In one of my giant cheap Nordic rooms. <laughs> yeah, it is. like I just find the story so funny. Um, every year as well. Well, I don't know every year. Last year when I first tasted the beer uh, they had a Christmas brew they make their own like Christmassy beer oh my so um, I recommend keeping an eye out for that if you're the type of person who like isn't a mulled wine person but still is hot for Santa <laughs> hot for Santa oh, <laughs> oh that good was one. terrible cut that out cut that out <laughs> edit in post <laughs> we don't know how to edit things out <laughs> Help, it's trapped in the edit podcast. It out, edit it out as if we have a producer. <laughs> um, but this Ali... Is our ad. This is our ad for a producer. <laughs> what are you looking forward to other than getting a producer? <laughs> I am looking forward to making sushi from scratch. So um, I, bought lo- I bought a load of stuff off of... Um, the Asian market so the Asian market on Jewelry Street have a website it's just asianmarket.ie and I went on a bit of a haul and if I was an influencer I would Molly May of sushi yeah oh my god like I fully wanted to do a Molly May over on my Instagram story and like explain every single packet of noodles I bought um but yeah I I bought (laughs) I spent 50 euro and I think I got like 20 packs of noodles I got like a bunch of sweets. I got some. Did I? I got rice. I got sushi rice. I got. I got a two liter bottle of soy sauce. I just. I just. I think. Do you know when you want to spend money in lockdown? You've just got the zoomies, as you called them earlier. I was like, ah, oh, I need to get something. <laughs> yeah, and like, once you start on that, you happy. can't stop. It's so, you but can't. it's such a good spot to be spending money because they it are. It is. It's hashtag delish. shop local, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I got like all the stuff for making sushi. So I got the, the I got the seaweed, I got the mat, I got the rice. I got an easy version of the rice now. I did a bit of a cop out. I got microwavable sushi rice because the last time I made sushi from scratch, I made an absolute balls of the rice. Um, it was just like, I know it's meant to be sticky, but this stuff was like fucking blue tap. It was absolutely <laughs> shocking. Like it didn't taste like you should be eating it. But uh, this time round, I'm going to get it right. Um. I need to pick what um filling I'm gonna do. I think I have avocados, um, that I bought last week in Lidl. Do you know when you get the cheaper option of the avocados, and the ones that are really really not ripe yet? So they should yeah. be ripe by the weekend. Um, and then I might get a bit of salmon. Go to Tesco, Oof. get a little bit of a a cut of salmon. 
cheeky lady. But, um, yeah, if if it goes well, you'll probably see a picture of her on the Instagram at some point. Um, Lisa, do you know, I goes... actually thought of something else I'm looking forward to there as well. Oh, I was going to say, uh, if it goes terribly, you'll also see it on the Instagram because I'll want pictures and I'll just post oh, yeah, them. Oh, like, yeah, let's be real, I will probably fuck it up. Um, <laughs> I will share it, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to Niall Horan's doing a live streamed gig oh. on Saturday. Um, the tickets are really cheap. Anyone can buy them. It's a stream. Like it's not gonna. They're not gonna run out of seats. Um, but yeah, it's the whole. All of the profits made from this gig are going towards uh, a relief fund for people who work in live events, so like roadies, lighting designers, managers, tour managers, etc. And not just his own crew, like crews everywhere um so i just thought yeah like obviously i'm a one direction stan but uh even if you're not a cool thing to be given money towards um a little bit of a gig on saturday night he's also released some merch there today you can buy a t-shirt and yeah all the profits are going towards this fund um good man so yeah, i just thought i would mention that because it's gonna be fun who doesn't love a bit of niall horan i feel like he's like ireland's son like he's I like, genuinely um, feel like my mother would give me away to adopt him. Him and Jedward are like the young Miggledy Higgins of Ireland. Yeah, they they are our sons, like. Yeah. Like I would I would go to war for Niall Horan. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take much to get me to go to war, does it? <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> Yup, Mullingar. <laughs> um We've actually got something really exciting coming in the next episode. Oh yeah, we're doing a we're doing a cheeky mini episode. Um so subscribe and all that jazz so that you're updated. It's not gonna be out on Friday, it's probably gonna be out before then. Which is exciting and it's about Irish things and things we like. We might pull a little bit of a Beyonce and not tell you when it's coming out and then just drop it. I mean, it'll probably get yeah. like five lessons, <laughs> five lessons, five lessons, because we're not Beyonce. <laughs> Imagine we dropped it and it like instantly was like number one in the Irish charts. Goodbye, dear and Gary. <laughs> the girls have a mini episode. <laughs> Title has bought this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. So we would love if you gave it a listen. Um, and if you like the podcast... Uh, like I don't know go rant go and rave about us. it rant and rave about it to people who you think would like to listen uh, share it follow us on things pop us we a are... message oh my god we love yeah. hearing what you guys think if you hated one of the things we recommended I would relish that yeah tell us please I probably print it out and put it on my wall uh, just like I printed out did I show you what I printed out this week um, I think we, I see in a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I printed out the Robert Pattinson GQ um, photo shoot and put it in my bathroom. In uh, your bathroom? It, yeah, he's like above the toilet. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> that reminds you of, you know, those TikToks where it's like when you're moving out at 18 to go to college and you think about all of the interior decorating you're going to do and then it has like that like tin whistle like <laughs> sound and it's just like picture of like robert pattinson on someone's toilet seat or something <laughs> and it's like interior design yeah i feel like i've leveled up because like not like i yes i have robert pattinson in my bathroom however it's an artistic photo shoot and it's in a frame it's art yeah it's it's art 
Just like everything else we mentioned today. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and putting up with us. Um, we'll play out with a tune. Bit of Denise. Denise, if you're listening, we be our you. friend. And we want to go for a pint with you, Denise. We wish you that, nothing but tune. the best that's success. <laughs> <Imagine> yeah. <that's> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you Thanks soon. for coming back. See you next week. <laughs> I do what I want with my pronouns. Keep it low-key on my profile. I raise the bar when I come through. You already know it's gonna go down. My name's not that hard to pronounce. Pre-K, it's not profound. C-H-A-I-L-A. Sound the words out. It's not Chile, it's not Chilala. Not a hard pill to swallow. Chile or Chilea, Chia, Chila, Dilla, that's not my name.